Welcome to the I Love Music Podcast. My name is Jen Fedor. I started the I Love Music Podcast to inspire people who love music, encourage people who work within the industry, and to hear each person's unique story. September was a busy month, so I did not get to release a new episode. I was on set working on a new series that'll be released in November. Also, I have some exciting news. The short documentary that I've been co-directing called The Dancing Man of Los Angeles is going to be released on public broadcasting next year through an amazing organization that funds documentaries called ITVS. For all the latest, please visit LADancingMan.com. For this episode, I got to interview Nadia Vea, a Los Angeles-based artist and songwriter. Nadia just released a single and new music video called Anxiety, and we talk about that process, songwriting, and life during the pandemic. She has a live stream concert coming up at the end of October, and for all the latest information, visit NadiaVea.com. Let's get into her episode. Nadia, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. You've had some really great releases. I mean, I missed quarantine and the pandemic over the past like few months anxiety and naked came out anxiety is like your latest release how did that song come together so anxiety i actually wrote with my friend back in 2019 and when everything was going on with the pandemic it just kind of kept coming to my brain and I would sing it around the house like I'm falling for it like I was just I arrived to a place with that song I was like you know what I think it's time to track this this baby and get it out into the world and I think having recorded it during a pretty anxious time it created like a very um a piece that embodied the the feelings of the moment of the times so it was very cathartic and healing <laughs> to actually track it and produce it out. So I'm really glad that I had that song to turn to and work on. Are you working on a music video or anything for it right now? We have a music video actually coming out on October 6th. Oh, cool. Just in time, like probably right around when the episode will be released. So that's awesome. Yes, and it's it's kind of like this narrative style. Like it's, it's basically a voyeuristic vision of what goes on in the mind of an anxious person. Cool. I'm excited. That's awesome. Where did you guys um, film it and everything? We found this really cute little house in Silver Lake. Okay. Had kind of like Bates Motel vibes. It's very perfect for spooky season two. Kind of has a little bit of creepiness to it, which I love. I'm a big horror film person, so uh, we were able to work in some horror uh, aesthetics. Amazing. Did you shoot it like during kind of like quarantine lockdown or how was that process being on set and everything? We filmed it actually on the tail end of lockdown like people were starting to get more comfortable and we we're navigating like the changes around still working and yeah and conscientious of the virus and so we had like a sanitization station on set everyone was main- maintaining the six feet and we all wore masks well except except for me. Well, yeah, talent and... <laughs> Couldn't mess up yeah. the, the makeup artist's beautiful work, but we managed and, and it was really nice to actually get back on set and do something creative on that scale. It really helped give a semblance of normalcy, so. That's really great. How has the pandemic affected you like this year? How have you, weren't you gonna go like to Europe or that 
plan got canceled or am I remembering correctly? Yeah. So I was, I was in London in January. Okay. Supposed to return because I had such a great turnout for tours there or shows there. And we were booking a tour in September and I was supposed to actually fly out on September 8th and do a couple weeks again. And I was so sad to not be able to do that this year. But I I honestly, I've really enjoyed some of this stillness because I feel like it's helped me become a better performer. Like when shows are back, I feel a lot more ready to connect with my audiences on a deeper level. And I really enjoyed getting to like know myself a little better and also connect with friends on a deeper level. Yeah. I'm like, there's a lot of stressors from this time, but there's a lot more positives too. And I've been getting to write more songs with people, like especially at the beginning of Corn Times, you and I. Yes, we've written many, a many a song together this past year. <laughs> many virtual sessions together. So it's been, we, hey, we can't, we've come up with some good stuff. So <laughs> lots of hits. Lots of hits. Oh my God. On like a personal note, I met you at like this like artist circle. When was that? Was that back last year? I think it was like fall last year. Sometimes I remember it was kind of cool outside a little bit. Yeah, we were like got broken up off into these like small groups. It was me, Nadia, and then Danielle. That's kind of like how we connected. That was such a good good moment. <laughs> I know, like. I, I wasn't sure I wanted to go to that event that night, too. I was pretty tired. I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, maybe I'll skip it out. But, like, something told me. I was like, all right, no, no, I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and at that time, I was kind of scared about entering into going going into writing sessions and stuff. And you were like, oh, we'll just call it, like, a play date. And I was like, <laughs> I was like okay, I can do that. Session, like has like a larger like whatever but you were like let's just call it like a a, a play a play day and <laughs> we've been yeah we've been writing together ever since and that's that's been super fun <laughs> I'm so glad we got connected girl yes oh my gosh so what types of music like influenced you growing up definitely a lot of alternative grunge music uh Nirvana Soundgarden I just love music that like you can feel the angst and the the struggles that a person maybe was going through and being from Atlanta like Atlanta has this kind of grungy feel to it it's a city that kind of is in an identity crisis in a way it has like a little bit of a grime to it because of that and i think that's really drawn to music with that kind of uh, vibe that's yeah. why i'm i feel like i'm leaning more into that uh now since quarantine and quarantine times because I, I feel like it's a, it was a great time to reconnect with the beginnings of inspiration, you know. Like growing up, were you a part of like any bands or musical like acts or like how did you find your, your voice that, you know, that you have now? So I, I had a band in high school and it was kind of like this emo band called Broken Harmony and we had a screamer and I even took a stab at screaming for a little bit which you did not for me i've been trying to find the demos on on myspace like but can't (laughs) figure out how to access i I think that they're new i don't know i I need to figure out how to yeah how to grab those because they're definitely great blackmail but (laughs) (laughs) just blackmail myself feel like drop a mixtape on soundcloud that 
experience with the band I think really shaped me as an artist and we did like you know Nirvana covers we um, did some Flyleaf Chiodos like those were like a lot of my inspira inspirations and we that was my first time writing songs too I, I used to just like write a bunch of poems in my room but then that was the first time I put them to music that's awesome yeah well, was that band kind of like the moment of just like, yes, this is one I want to do for like forever? Or what was that? What was that journey like for you? Of I, So music, I, I've, that's always been my passion and my calling. And when I, yeah. when I made that band, I was like, this is it. I like would spend so much time trying to market shows, book a shows. Like it was what I, I lived for. And I think my academia probably suffered for it because I was so passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And then when when I was right before senior year, unfortunately, I lost my mother uh, tragically and suddenly to suicide. But that experience, I think, drove me away from music for a little while, but it was always there for me. And I ended up making my way back to it by fate, you know, fate, yeah. series of events. And I think that it's always, you know, been deep rooted in my bones as a as my purpose. So. How did you make the jump from Atlanta to Los Angeles? What what was that process like for you? Living in Atlanta, I, I, I feel like the music scene is so different. And I, I was trying to make this music dream happen. I was, you know, scheduling sessions with different producers. And I was trying to write with this person or that person. And I couldn't really find the pocket of collaboration that I really was hungry for. I was trying to form this team. I was really like, I want a team. Like... I want a music family. Yeah. And um, I started going out to LA and the energy and collaborative force here is so different. And I was just for one year, just back and forth, back and forth. And when I would come out to LA, I would feel so accomplished in just two, we two weeks versus two months in Atlanta. So I finally decided to make the leap January 2019. And as soon as I actually committed to the move, I found my tribe. Like it was like a Bam, like by the end of January, I was like, okay, these are my people. This is what I'm, I'm going to do. This is what, <laughs> so um, I'm really glad that I, you know, it was scary. I'm glad I didn't let fear keep me from actually doing this. Yeah. I know personally for me, like overcoming your fears and like when you actually just do it, it makes, it's like, okay, I'm going to do it regardless of how scared I am or how fearful I am. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to try, you know? Absolutely. Just like with songwriting, but I was like, it's a play date. Just think of it as a play date. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and now you've written right. like all these songs and it's a part of, of what, just what you do. Yeah. I kind of know what your like songwriting process is like, but for what is your songwriting process for like others out there who want to learn more about songwriting? So I think it is different too per whatever um, like collaboration setting I'm in, but generally yeah. arri we arrive to the, the writing table, if you will, with a thought or an idea, whether it be just a melody or a concept, like let's write about anxiety, you know? Yeah. Um, and... It usually starts as a conversation with my collaborators or a conversation with myself if I'm writing by myself. I'm like, how does this make me feel? Best way to get the idea out, I think, is creating like a graveyard of words, like just writing down things that could inspire and ideas can tree branch off of. Um, like what we do in our sessions, we just kind of like, yeah. oh, and like myself, you or Henry are like, oh, let's write that down, you know? 
And then sometimes it'll make it into the song. Sometimes it'll just go to the graveyard, kind of how it works. Yeah, I mean, every song is different. And at least like in our writing sessions that we have, sometimes like I come in with a melody line or you do. It just like it really every song is different. And I that's like one thing like I know I've been learning from songwriting is that I don't know, there's like endless possibilities for songs and lyrics and I don't know I I just think it's it's such a fun and super creative process (laughs) and the collaboration aspect right I just love I love collaborating with people and with you and with Henry and all the other people that I've gotten to work with yes it's the best soul food around I just I love it too (laughs) play dates (laughs) yes play date what has like been one of your most challenging moments working in the music business there's no shortage shortage of challenges I would say like one that I can think of that gives me so much gratitude for the team that I have now is I feel like I've run into a lot of as a woman in the industry lack of disrespect and um, I've had to like navigate different producers that were a little bit toxic in the way toxic in the way that they dealt with artists or at least they they dealt with me so that's been a challenge and then also you know just finding creative ways to get your voice heard and your music out there you know it's very uh the internet is a vast place and it keeps becoming more and more convoluted so just finding creative ways that are still authentic to you to uh to get things out there those are the two top top challenges, I would say. From like the artist's perspective of like social media and, you know, all that, what are you doing, you know, to engage like with your fans? So I'm a brand new TikToker. Oh, nice. I'm on TikTok, but I haven't really like used it very much. So. It is a an interesting platform. I try not to like actually sit there and scroll on it because I... <laughs> the whole day can just get eaten up. I'm really bad at it right now, but I think I'm getting the hang of certain things with it. And that's been kind of fun. I think one of the best ways that I've enjoyed connecting with my audience on this release is I've been opening up my Instagram stories to questions. And I've been getting a lot more comfortable talking on camera um, since quarantine, actually, you know, getting to have that alone time. Uh, That's been really fun to just like hear more from my fans and connect with them and kind of know what they are curious about or what they're going through and with releasing this song about anxiety hearing more stories about people's experiences or even how they remedy their anxiety or mental health issues has been super healing and allowed for more connection so that's been nice do you have anything up and coming like are you working on anything for the i mean i can't believe we're already in october you know, it's like October, like this year is kind of like, it's been a roller coaster. Do you have any other releases coming in 2020? Yes. So at the end of this month, I'm going to be putting out an acoustic kind of like more jazzy version of my last year's spooky season release called A Thousand oh, cool. Cuts. And it kind of has like a swanky jazz club feel. And then in November, before Thanksgiving, I'll be putting out an acoustic version of my last year holiday original called Holidays and Confused, which recently won an IMA and has been nominated for a Wham Award that actually gets announced today at 4.30. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. I'm really excited. That song, it means a lot to me. So it's 
been cool to have it recognized in that way. And um, the uh, other part of my holiday goodies is a, you know, a more upbeat song about the holidays called Christmas Card. It's a lot of fun. I, uh, I'm just trying to go after that Mariah spot, you know? I know, right? Let's go. <laughs> we need more catchy Christmas songs <laughs> or holiday songs, so. The people want to want something new. Yes, exactly. I ask this to all my guests. Why do you love music? Music is my teacher, my healer, my happy place. It's literally the thing that I wake up for every morning. It just, it, I love how it can change the energy of a room. It can change how a person feels. You know, it's just, it's the universal language and it's beautiful. So for like up and coming artists and songwriters, do you have like any encouraging words or tips to share from like your journey? Yes. The biggest thing I would say is take the leaps whenever like, so like, for example, with my move to LA, if I hadn't done that, I definitely wouldn't be even talking to you on a podcast or even probably releasing music. We're going to face a lot of rejection as artists, but you can't let it determine your next step. And also, don't be afraid to reach out to people who are, who seem out of reach, because that's how I've also been able to grow and move forward in my career is just taking chances on like, okay, yeah, this person may not respond to me probably, you know, yeah. but so, you know, if you send out 10 messages that one person might get back to you and then you've grown. So yeah, those are my, my big ones, I would say. Nadia, we have very like close birthdays. I think yours is like August 9th and mine's the 10th. Yes. But I think we have like very like similar perspectives because like, I'm always like, you don't know if you don't ask. It, sometimes if you just don't ask like nothing's gonna like nothing's gonna happen you might get that no but at least you have that no <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> right I think it's a Leo thing we're just like all right there's a door we'll see we'll knock you know maybe they open it if not we'll figure out a way through the door <laughs> like <laughs> and if not we'll move on to the next door or to the whatever the next possibility is. <laughs> no fear no fear no fear you just gotta Gotta keep pushing forward. <laughs> Anything else you want to share about what's coming next for you? Or twenty twenty one, I'm definitely gonna be hopefully getting out and performing again. Going yes. to London. Uh, you want to come with me? Yeah, I'll go. To, I love London. So yeah, I'll totally come. I love that place. I love that city. I mean, the way they listen to music is they they really listen. So performances, getting out on tour again. I'm. I've got a lot more music in the arsenal. Going to host another remix competition for any DJs and producers out there. Oh, I do have some shows coming up. <laughs> On October 24th, I'm doing an online streaming show with High Plateau Productions. They're an amazing artist group that have created a streaming service where artists can actually just win. They aren't trying to take percentages or cuts, and they help artists set up their sound. So it's going to be really good quality sound, so tune in. And if you're interested in attending, message me on Instagram, and I'll send you the Eventbrite link to get tickets. Then on the 30th, I'm uh, performing at The Mint. Whoa, wait, wait. Like, is it another... We're doing, like, these outdoor shows. I've never never performed at The Mint, but I'm really excited because I know it's a iconic venue. And... 
Yeah, that's the latest for live performances. I don't know if you have this information yet. So at the Mint, so you'll be outside. Are people in their cars or is it like um, sectioned off by, I don't know, like sections of like groups of people or do, do you know how they're like, how they're doing that? So it's tables outside and I okay. think they have them spaced out, you know, within the, the six feet distance. And I'm sure masks are going to be required. And the, the tables are pretty far away from the performers since obviously we're going to be projecting and right. all that good stuff. So I'm excited. That is exciting. That's super exciting. I didn't realize uh, they were doing that. So that's really cool. And I get to stand on a pretty carpet from what, oh. I, from what I see. Well, you have so much good stuff coming up. I'm excited for you. Thank you. I'm excited yeah. to get back to writing some more stuff with you soon, too. Yes, definitely. Well, thank you, Nadia, for being on the show today. Thank you for having me and shining some light on my music. Thanks again to Nadia for being on the show and to the Bang Ups for the theme music. This has been I Love Music Podcast with Jen Fedor. <laughs>